Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Fanable.com Roleplaying Podcast, where we're having another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion. I am your moderator, Dave. Um, and we are going to be addressing the, the, the crucial issues of the day that were emailed to us by our lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody who gave us questions. Just remember, lovely listeners, for every question that you give to us because you donated to our Patreon, I get to sit back a little more in my recliner, sip my scotch, and not work. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, just real quick, if you guys have some questions for us, you want to shoot, uh, shoot them to us, please do so. If you don't want to have us mention your name for whatever reason, be it the topic or uh, just don't feel like uh, hearing yourself called out uh, for the question, um, we won't. Uh, moving forward, the standard is going to be unless you say in your email or contact or missive uh, that you don't mind us mentioning your name with a question, then we're not going to mention the question. This uh, get, the right, name. Right. No, we're still yeah. using your question. question. It's an opt-in process. Oh, God, it, yes. got, guys, yeah. guys, we got so many questions. i got to put down the scotch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, the idea not... is tell us if you're okay if us saying your name, and we will uh, use your name. But from now on, unless we see that you want your name to be used, uh, we're just not going to mention a name. We're just going to say you're a lovely Patreon. Yeah. Yes. Or a pervy kobold. So depending on who you are. Exactly. So, you know, um, well, maybe we should just call all of our patrons pervy kobolds. I like that. Yeah. I think I like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's just do that. Pervy co- I like that. This pervy kobold. <laughs> One pervy kobold asked us. <laughs> okay. I so think wait. I'm going to change the name in that. So guys, Patreon page. five, four, three. Welcome, pervy kobolds, to Fanable.com, <laughs> role-playing podcast. We're listening to another Geeky <laughs> Topics Roundtable. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's uh, get started. But just, uh, just real quick, how's everybody doing this this fine evening? We are starting early on this. I'm surprised. We the are. sun is up. There's no scotch in our hands except for Dave's, of course. Exactly. The sun kind I'm of burns sure me for reasons. He just has a, a glass of scotch grafted to his hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the doctor was very reluctant to have that procedure go forward. But you know what? Money talks. People, you and the triple boob woman in Florida. Yeah, the triple boob woman. I know, I know. See, she filled this triple uh, third boob with scotch. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, so she's like a scotch camel. So I said I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I never been one for tattoos, but if I can get a scotch boob, then exactly. Would you consider that my tattoo to the group? (laughs) Oh man, maybe that's what they're talking about with those advertisements on the train in New York City, where it shows a woman with breast enlargement and says, "Think big, think like." Two gallons of scotch. <laughs> Wait scotch a minute, scotch. that's an advertisement. I just I didn't know there was words involved. In that. <laughs> I just every time I sit down, I just throw my wallet at the advertisement. I don't understand why. Make it damp. Um, <laughs> Make it damp. Make it a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we got some uh, glorious questions. Let's get started. Um, so, first off. Uh, one pervy kobold. <laughs> um, asks uh, are if we have any suggestions on encouraging player agency uh, fate games for instance depend on it but this pervy kobold in question has a player who is strongly oppo- opposed to it so uh, agency meaning uh, agency being uh, the investment and interaction with the plot itself so and why you should follow it. along with the plot follow along with the plot but also their ability to change it mm-hmm. their ability to affect change within the game uh, that is uh, something that the storyteller cannot or won't stop. So, for instance, in uh, uh, Hollow Earth, we all have style points in which we can, you know, spend two style points and say, like, not only is this bartender friendly, but he's actually my old professor from the surface. And Angela can be like, <laughs> just okay. one point will get you that. Exactly. He said two. He said two. I said, yeah, I said two because he's armed. Um, <laughs> Uh, and a giant spider. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So those would be examples okay. of agency. The 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 counter to that would probably be Dungeons and Dragons, where, uh, with the exception of uh, I don't know, hero points and Pathfinder and stuff like that, but where you basically have the plot that is effectively the realm of the the game master or the dungeon master, and you have your skills and your magic and whatever, but nothing beyond that to affect the game. So you can't say, I know the tavern owner and he used to be my professor in wizard college because you have to speak like that if you play D&D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It's in the book, check. Mm-hmm. So, um, player agency. Do we, any, any tips or tricks specifically for you storytellers who run games that involve player agency? Any, any tips to get a, a player more actively involved with their character's agency? 
well, I, you know what? Honestly, in MMOs, um, massive online role-playing games. Are Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> um, I, I see a lot of storytellers like start a game and people are actually are kind of hesitant to think outside of the box. So I guess in MMO RPGs, I see a, that a lot more uh, that a lot more often where people say like, "Hey, am I led calling the police on this guy because I don't want to ruin your story?" Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I, I never really thought much about that. Um, so typically in the tabletop setting and role playing setting, I. I I don't experience that a lot, but I, because you guys are very much okay with changing the plot, mm-hmm. but um, I just noticed it a lot in MMOs, so that's one mm-hmm. thing. I, I, in so order, how, how do you? How do, you how do I that? encourage? I just try to be, you know, a lot of times people are, are who don't want to go into the agency. I would say, or don't you know feel comfortable changing the story or go thinking outside of the box or having their character follow along or some point like that, whatever. Uh, it's because they've come from a, a background where that's how they played. They played tri- strictly a dungeon-crawling game. And in MMOs, people come from guild that say, like, if you think outside the box, someone throws up their hands and says, like, I've worked for weeks writing this story, and you mm-hmm. fuck it up, I think, by, you know, just ending it By now. calling the police on yeah, this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need, if you want more your players being, you know, more uh, about, you know, taking charge and taking hold of the plot line uh, reasonably, mm-hmm. you just have to communicate with them and basically tell them, like, it's okay. like it, it, Or in, encourage it. Like, some person's like, is it okay if I call the cops? And we saying, like, that's a really good idea. Like, yeah. that's, like, a fucking great idea at this yeah. point. Like, be overexcited. Not, not obnoxiously overexcited, but be, like... Leave no room for interpretation. Yeah. Yes, I think this is a fan fucking tastic idea. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. if it's so like, well, of course you're going to call, you know, internally yeah. you might mm-hmm. be thinking, of course that's what you do next. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That wasn't explicitly laid out. You're beginning to experiment with agency. Yes, this is exciting. Let's go for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's a really good point. Um, I used to be one of the players, like pretty much before I moved to New York, I was one of the people who wanted to have a plot delivered to uh, them. Um, LARPing really was the only instance where I started exploring the idea of agency and like, oh, I can just, I can just interact with this plotline however I see fit within my character. And that's just what's going to happen because I have a video game background. So if, um, I guess one of my pieces of advice would be talk to your players and see where their background for whatever setting or whatever they're interested in comes from. So if you've got a bunch of people playing fantasy and they play Final Fantasy uh, or video games like that and they're not aware that there's anything but an on-rails track or they're not uh, on-rails storyline or they're not uh, exposed to it a lot, I would say first learn that about your players and then, and this is important, a lot of a lot of games that involve agency, and I would definitely say fate, is overwhelming with your options. Mm-hmm. And like I remember I felt so overwhelmed when we played Fate uh, with Dresden Files. That yeah, I was just no, like I was true. just like, I don't know, dude, just tell me when I pick a lock. Like, <laughs> damn. Um and so I would say do not throw them in the in the the deep end to see how they swim. Find a system or pare down a system that allows uh, a catered amount of options for their agency within a point economy. And then, yeah. and then, like, say, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Instead of these 15 ideas from uh, Dresden or Fate, I'm going to say you've got four at any given time. You've got these four options. And you know what? A good, a good system for that would be, I would say, Hollow Earth. Uh, their, mm-hmm. uh, what's their system called? Ubiquity. Ubiquity. I mean, they allow for slight changes of, like, and then, like I, I, I'm out of bullets. Can I find any bullets? And you could say like, well, are you, if you look around and you pay me a point, then so I think that's probably the best like shallow end on mm-hmm. agency would be uh, ubiquity. Uh, Hollow Earth mm. is really good for that. And, but yeah. you're right, fate is a little bit. Great, great in the beginning. Yeah, it can be very intense. And secondly, I would definitely say make sure that the players understand, as long as you're confident saying this is a storyteller, that your plot line is Teflon. Like, they cannot mess mess it up by having agency. So if they do call the cops, if they do hotwire a car, if they do summon Gargamel, whatever, like, that you can roll with it. And... Now you're, I think there's going to be some, uh, you're going to get some, uh, silliness as, as players new to the idea of agency within a, a, uh, a point economy start doing sillier things. 
but that's the growing process. Like you're yeah, gonna get and that. you can always throw consequences, and they'll they'll learn. Just like <laughs> oh yeah, touching the hot stove. It's like if you call the police and hit them with a fish, you're spending the time in jail. Exactly. And since you're a vampire, you really need to make bail very soon. <laughs> exactly. Do you have two hundred dollars? No. <laughs> Welcome to Demon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Something else I also want to consider is not just like the system itself, but also giving them smaller decisions. Uh, I've been usually blessed with having great role players who. Don't love, just love changing my stories left and oh, right. Man, I can't wait to meet those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of douchebags. But, but generally, uh, I've only had one, two instances where players have had issues like just becoming, they're doing things within the game, especially in my earlier times. So the, what I re- really discovered was essentially like, instead of just making majors or even what seems like small, but are actually major changes for the player would be like, do I, do I not chase after that guy? Do I not call the police? It could be a simple slowly to slow them in, like, do I, do I do or not go left or right? Do I do or not, like, pick this particular lock? Mm. Getting them used to the idea of, like, I can change these minor things. I might be able to change more in the store as things go on. So, like, when they have a decision, it's like, okay, the guy's running away. You practically say, do you chase him? Do you call the cops? Do you yes. try to Just stop get them slowly getting into the idea of, like, the fish? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, if they went with the fish, I would love them for it. Yeah. Roll, it. Very- <laughs> Roll it. Wait, do you, do you have a specialty for fish carving? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Really. No, um, one thing that I've had, because I generally am totally on, on board with the, yeah, I'm going to go off the rails. Fuck your rails. I'm going to make something up myself as a player. I know. Um, oh, come on. You love me. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, and let's come on. Like, when Angela runs things, we can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, off the fucking rails is, like, what we should call everything Angela. I think, they, I think that was just called the entire Hollow Earth experience. Yeah. God, Allow me to explain how <laughs> she the literally rails put us on rails, and we still <laughs> managed to. You're on a boat. Hey, Zeus, what do you do? I try to fix the engine. It explodes. <laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> but, uh... As a, a player, sometimes I uh, the, the times where I get overwhelmed with the, the choices is when it's a, a genre that I'm not familiar with. So, like, Pathfinder, I'm like, I don't know what my options are. So kind of like you were saying, David, with finding the, the allegories, the genres that they are familiar with, you put me in a fantasy setting. I'm like, no, please give me rails because I don't. I don't know what this can do. This is magic. I don't understand. <laughs> no, Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Love of God, burn it. Absolutely. So I mean, it's it's about making if a if a player is is really hesitant about it, that makes me think that um, I mean, it's very possible they're just they're, they're they're not here for that sort of immersive experience, which is fine. Everyone's way of playing is valid. They just might not all mesh. But it could honestly be they don't want to say, I don't know what I can do. When mm. I ran um, Hollow Earth at a, a con and I was with, you know, 90% of the group had never played Hollow Earth. A lot of them weren't even familiar with Fate. So they didn't understand this. So what? Uh, yeah. yeah. So what um, What? What they didn't... Uh, understand. Yeah, understand you threw me off. Sorry. Um, it is not only were they trying to figure out this system of, okay, I have agency, but what on earth is this world like? You know, what can you do when you are in a hollow earth that, you know, it's like, well, my other group decides to throw uh, a T-Rex at Nazis, but you guys, <laughs> you can do something total else and it's totally valid. So it, it is a lot about explaining and, and, and holding hands when necessary. And if someone's being really resistant to it, don't just assume that they're being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. It really could be a... I don't know what this setting is about, and I don't want to tell you because that's awkward and embarrassing to admit that I don't understand what the hell's going on. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like you're an authority to speak on this too because um, because uh, Ubiquity, uh, specifically uh, your Hollow Earth game, comes with the op- option of a lot of agency, and unfortunately you have a lot of – you have a pretty big crowd of very, I would say, unique PCs whose agency <laughs> is primarily – laugh based um <laughs> and because of the yeah uh, and so uh, just and also uh just moving forward five point merit poisson pugilist would be the name of slapping someone with a fish with a special there you go. <laughs> um <laughs> characters or characters uh, uh pervy kobolds right up a character who's a poisson pugilist uh, Maybe I'll go answer that question. Uh, no, you guys skipped me, but that's perfectly fine. I didn't he, skip you. No, no, no. I'm you, not moving on. No, no, no. We're sitting right no, here. Please move. Please right move. Here. You all said exactly everything I would have said, so mm-hmm. I have nothing to add to this good discussion. All right. Okay. Which means that you have to answer the first, uh, the next question first. First, yes, Does. please. 
And oh. I was like, all right, right now I, I've, got, I've got one point. Like, oh, no, she just yeah. said it. Okay, I've got another point. He just said it. I've uh, got nothing. Okay, so, uh, so next question, since we're all talking about agency of a character, let's move on to a question about how we create the characters. Uh, so uh, the next pervy kobold. Uh, I love uh, that that's a thing. Inquires. That is a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like you can tell when a, you can tell a pervy kobold, you know, like it's Saturday night, you walk into a bar, it's still kind of early, and like you look down the bar and you're like, oh, you made eye contact, which is a problem, but it's, there's that, there's a kobold, he's got a kind of a comb over and glasses, and he's wearing a shirt that says Ireland. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but don't worry, he knows you can do better. Uh, so, uh, anyways, um, so this pervy kobold asks, um, "Boop, boop, boop. Um, uh, do we always or never, as a group, um, take other players uh, into account when we when we come up with character ideas?" So. Basically, this, the question is, um, when we know that we're going to play a game and we all show up here, do we have very strong ideas of what kind of characters we are uh, going to play? Or do we uh, work it out collaboratively? Uh, and finally, um, specifically, do we do that for every game? Or do we kind of just go game by game with a collaborative or ruthlessly independent and uh, libertarian method of PC creation, Dango? All right. I see the answer to that is uh, it depends. Yeah. Right, next. <laughs> wow, this is easy. Yeah. This, this is easy. He stole my answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was my answer, too. Uh, I don't know. No, it, it literally, I mean, it, that literally is the answer. We, we don't have a single sort of method that we use every time. Uh, in some games, yeah, we, we like all get together. We even discuss it over email the week before. And hey, my character's going to be this. Oh, hey, my, can my character have this, uh, connection to yours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's plenty of games where we just show up. It's like, all right, we're playing this. Everybody make a character. Uh, okay, what are the classes that I can use? <laughs> like, and there's zero discussion. And it's still, it depends, depending on the game, you know, it, sometimes it works better, sometimes it works worse. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, it boils down to the fact that we've known each other for years now. We all know mm -hmm. how each other, how one another plays. And so even when we all work on our characters in completely independently, once the game kicks off, we're all fairly good at finding ways to sort of tie our our, mm -hmm. our characters together. Even during the game, it means like, hey, hey, how about uh, my hey, character's the guy? Oh. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> you know what? Leave that in. Leave that. <laughs> in. Leave that in. That's your life. And we're back from pizza break. Uh, so we were talking about how awesome I am, and I believe the Precisely. answer is it depends. <laughs> uh, There's certain levels of awesomeness he goes through. Yeah, but no, I mean, like I said, in our specific group, it, it, we managed to work it out mainly because we all know each other. We know we, and we have a, a certain uh, level of uh, confidence and familiarity with one another. So we know how to mesh our characters together as the game goes along, even if we didn't work on them uh, together beforehand. Uh, that may not help most people though. <laughs> um, it, you know, depends on your group as well. If you have a group that has worked together for years and you probably have experienced the same thing we have, where we man you have managed to make it mesh. Uh, when you don't, I would strongly suggest that it's to a certain point the GM's uh, responsibility for the game yeah. to make sure and be, and be on your players and say, Hey, you know, the, for the plot for this game, for that, this game we're playing, I need you all to have a certain set of connections. The approach you take with this depends on the game, depends on what you wanna uh, uh, what you wanna achieve, and how much trust you have in your players. For if you have a lot of trust in your players, you can basically just say, "Hey, you know, just come up with some connections between you guys and let them go." If you already have, if you don't have that much trust, or you have players that aren't that experienced, you probably want to give them some kind of guideline. Like, for example, all right, you guys are going to be an adventuring party, and I'm going to need within this adventuring party for your characters to have known each other for X amount of time. I'm going to need two people to have gone to the same war together. Mm -hmm. It'll be great if two of you are are related in some way as brothers, siblings, cousins. Give them some some guidelines and let them then choose between themselves what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Always make sure that the players uh, have as much choice as, as they can. Uh, and if they come back, it's like, hey, instead of like 
actual brothers can we say that we were like adopted together we actually come from, from the separate parents but we grew up as brothers hey if it works for your story go for it and reward it yeah you know, they, they just gave you a new plot point mm. it's like all right yeah run with that how about if like that second set of parents that the other guy has he hasn't seen them in 20 years now you've got something to throw at them in the and adventure. they're demon worshippers yeah exactly yeah yep. one thing i've noticed um that we will often do as a group is we will build around whoever has the most passion for a character uh, it's like whoever is is has the strongest emotional investment going in. It's like, all right, so you've sta- staked a claim. I'm not going to fight you on that. How can we build on that? Like mm-hmm. when we were doing, uh, when we were first building characters ages and ages ago for Unhallowed Metropolis, I came in going like, holy fuck, Mortar, I love this. I love this. I get to kill things. And I don't have to talk. <laughs> I want to be this. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, no, that's going to be a Mortar. Got it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking and everyone was kind of looking at, all right, so what exactly does a, a Mortar do? What are the role playing hooks? And so it's like, oh, they have the, they can be the, the personal bodyguard of somebody. So Billy's like, hey, I kind of wanted to play an aristocrat. How about, you got that, that you're my mourner. It's like awesome. And actually, I was married to your brother. And isn't it so tragic? Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's like a soap opera, really. Yeah. The, the Byron and Moira story is an amazing, amazing soap and opera. And I do love you for that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's going to be very awkward uh, <laughs> when the truth comes out. Dun dun dun. Close it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think everybody said everything I wanted to say uh, about this. Uh, I guess uh, questions are always uh, great to ask. Um, occasionally I've thrown this out. Like if they, if you don't want to send people questions because I, I don't know if you guys have dealt with this, but when they're strangers, there's always that uh, possibility of you asking questions uh, a couple of days before and no one answers you because no one wants to be the first person to go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's best and not always, but maybe for your group you could try since – I'm just throwing it out there since everybody said everything else that I wanted to say. Um, it's not bad like just before you start making characters or once they get a basic idea of these are the stats for my character, you to ask them questions like, hey, okay, we're about to begin. Um, hey, uh, which person here do you uh, did you save one day uh, mm-hmm. uh, while walking through the forest? How oh. many minutes has it been since your son died? <laughs> See, that, that, is, you know, that, is, that is, you do have to be that's careful. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, do have character. to be careful, but you have to remember like all those other questions that I asked really invested you guys. And yes. not only that, but it also put the tone into the entire game. Of, this is fucking fair. Very serious. It's like true. this is uh, this is. There weren't as many jokes in the very beginning. No, no. This went dark really quick. Yeah. So I do regret that question. No, but if fun. you asking questions and linking people that way, that's an, uh, another option as well. But I would usually go with Daniel's approach first of giving them a couple times to do it themselves. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and yeah, everyone said everything I was gonna say. So now, now it's my turn. Thanks. Now y'all yeah, know how yeah, it yeah, feels. Yeah, yeah. it burned. <laughs> Um, I actually do have something to add on to that, um, which is, uh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's my agency. (laughs) Roll it. Uh, so anyways, uh, no, I was going to add was, um, well, it was first a question uh, to the rest of the to, – to you guys, which you is – ask Jesus first since he hasn't spoken yeah, yet. Yeah, Jesus. Damn it. He, starting from Jesus. All right. Um, the pervious of kobolds. Okay. Yeah, the pervious of – okay. <laughs> All right. Starting with the most masculine and then going around. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, no, that ends with me. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so anyways. Wait, Angela uh, beats you yeah. out. It's yeah, good to know yeah. yourself. Uh, right. Have you seen her bench? Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she does scare me. I, I wish. Yeah. Uh, bench is the yoga – uh, form. <laughs> no, but um, when she was describing her morning, I thought she was just talking about herself the entire time. So. Yeah, muscle milk. <laughs> um, so, so uh, hey, Zeus. Yes. Uh, is there, when you're creating a character, either for Fanable or for uh, for another group, is there one particular aspect that you first go to more than often, uh, more often than not, uh, that helps you think of a character? For instance, is it uh, a quality within the group? Like, I'm going to be the fighter. I'm going to be the thief. Mm-hmm. Or is it a dynamic? Like, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be sad because I lost my wife. <sighs> or is it like a straight up stat? Like, you know what? I haven't played somebody with that agility 17 in a while. And that was pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, for me personally, there's two aspects. First off, uh, for character choice, because uh, I usually end up being like the fighter type character. I enjoy like punching people in the face. Yes, you do. And, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. And generally because it's usually needed by the rest of the group because everyone else has their own specific type of character they love to play, which you guys can talk about. The useless. <laughs> the useless. And honestly, the useless have their moments. I, I do play Strauss and he's hilarious to play. Oh, God. Which brings the second part. <laughs> the second part. Hilarious. <laughs> 
I love playing funny characters, and that's mm-hmm. an aspect that no, no, yeah, seriously, stop lying, Jesus. Yeah, and honestly, like that's almost every other character ha- has have some sort of comedic value to it. I don't know; it's just something I love to do when I'm playing the game. Like, how do I make this funny? Not only for the podcast, but because I want I love causing you guys pain in different ways, mm. including my comedic talents, which burn. Always. Wow, that's the second time you've mentioned burning. Um, I, I itch for How was the day. trip to the clinic, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it, the ointment hasn't set in yet. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. Next. Daniel. What? Is there a particular... <laughs> is there a particular Didn't I just thing? answer that? No, wait. Well, this, is a, this is a different question? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah is, is there a particular... For when yes. you are making a character yourself. What do you, oh, what do you think See, that's what I get for stealing the scotch. scotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wondered where my scotch goblet went. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Patreons, uh, kobolds, I... Used your money to buy a goblet of scotch. Scott's it's a pervy cob- cobalt goblet. Pervy you don't goblet. want to know what it looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not one consistent thing that you can that you go to. Like if you look at most of your characters for fandable, you're like, oh yeah, all these were you know like weapons based or whatever. yeah. I mean, like I said, I, if I think, there are if he can shoot guns that shoot guns, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, that, that, that's that's a thing. I mean, oh, yeah. It, I yeah. mean, I. I, I, I Vaguely remember asking this question in a previous GTRT where I said, like, well, you know, my instinct is to go for a character set whose guns can shoot guns mm-hmm. and lucky characters. Like, I, 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 I always tend to lean towards, like, is there a luck power? Can I have that? That's <laughs> right. That's right. You did say that. You did yeah. say do, do you, um, oh, well, Billy, he looks I, like you're, you're thinking. No, I was just trying D. to think of mine. I guess it, it depends on the, the, the um, first off, funny. Like, I think that's, that's for everybody, though. Like, everybody yeah. here wants to be funny except for. <laughs> Angela, uh, no but, funny, she no but she's surprisingly the funniest yeah. character out of exactly. us all. She may not want yeah. to be; she just is. Yeah. She I think the, yeah. uh, the thing it depends on like what game we are playing. Like sometimes when you said like Unhallowed Metropolis, I say okay, so I I want to speak in this really weird accent that I haven't done before. You do build characters from an accent. I do, but <laughs> not always because like say like a ride cape. So it's like I have a very cool tragic story, and I'm going to throw it in there. But now what can go with it? So it depends on where we're coming from. If if it's if it's a story hook, I want to use it. If it's a flaw, I would I usually I guess I would say I build from flaws or voices. And sometimes the voice is the flaw. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that voice is practically copyrighted. Uh, God, yeah, yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we had to jab Nickelodeon at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will play the the strong silent type. Because I like the challenge of being a silent character on an audio podcast. Oh, my God. And I'm amazing at it. No, yeah. You really are. You really are. There are entire unhallowed metropolises that our uh, pervy cobalt listeners don't know. You actually, like, basically said, hey, I'm Ange, I'm playing Moira. And then you packed your shit, put on your coat, and left for an hour. <laughs> someone needs to pick up the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, the more times you play someone that's silent, you just you, you talk a lot more because you actually describe like instead of what they're saying, you would actually says like Moira sitting silently staring at you from behind her veil, the wind blowing slightly. It's like you go into more detail of your actions instead of uh, when you have to actually talk. Like, yeah. what do you say to this man? You're like, I don't say anything. My eyes say everything. <laughs> torment stares deep and burrows. Whereas into his then skin. I play someone like Foise, and it's like <laughs> there's yeah there's there's no description of her actions. It's just like I'm gonna run my mouth because I like. Yeah. This and you're damn that good accent. at that. You. There's so much money. There's got to be. There's got to be some sort of form of catharsis. You can deny it all you want, but like, but, um, but uh, yeah, I would say I would say for my own self, contrast with overarching plot. I, if you think about it, like on Hell Metropolis, we've got uh, the Claytons, uh, uh, Nay Hepburns. Uh, we've got an uh, insanely intelligent and wealthy. Uh, scientists so who do i play a poor violent irishman like dompier with virtually no connection like like precious few rights in new london like no training in in um in aristocratic whatever and like that's the character oh i want yeah. and like think and about rotted capes who did i play yeah exactly it's like so rotted capes who did i play i played a human whose job it was to hunt down and kill punisher style like evil or arguably just wayward metahumans. And like, look at Zap. Like, all of you are very competent in, um, in, well, competent-ish in, in Hollow Earth. So I played a guy who, through dumb luck, literally landed on you guys. Um, like that's, I love playing those, those fish out of water characters. And like, I mean. Except that Zap fits so well into the setting. In some ways, you are the prototypical pulp hero. Oh, yeah. 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 It's almost like you take the, you're the prototypical, uh, luck, uh, the pulp hero. 
but it's like the setting's a little bit... The setting's not as pulpy as you, so <laughs> you get in trouble. You're like, don't worry, guys. I'll face off this guy. Bam! Oh, my God. He shot me. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Bam! Whoa! You're still shooting me. I have a monologue. Bam! Well, I'm just going to lay down now. <laughs> that's good a night. Really, that's a really good point. Yeah, he is... He, I mean, like, like Zap's background is based in him loving a lot of the the pulpy stuff that is kind of meta that the game takes place in. Um, so, so final question on this because it, because this is something that I'm uh, I'm personally interested in. How much do you guys think that us being part of a media with with Fandible has changed our character creation process? Hmm. I think it's changed it a lot. I think that when I made a character for Unhallowed Metropolis, I think when I, when I made Qantas for 40K, I was just like, what do you need? Robo Priest? Cool. Roll it. Um, and like that was a long, hard, uh, like trek in order to get our characters to start working together with the Warhammer 40K game. And also with, with me, with recognizing that every word that comes out of my mouth is captured in pristine clarity for all the world to hear until the robots or cats take over. Um, so, so I feel like we have a little bit more quote unquote media training, but also I think that we uh, we we focus on on compatibility a little bit more than we used to. Like we we bounce ideas off of each other quickly more than we would if we went to a pickup game. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So for instance, like you know, um, uh, we we played a vampire game recently. I think we all bounced uh, the emails alone. Like we bounced ideas off of each other a lot, and then wound up like. Um, I mean that. To be fair, you were bouncing ideas for a game that didn't end up happening. Oh yeah! Oh fuck yeah! I forgot. That, yeah, that, that was... vampire game was last minute. Listener, <laughs> that was a, that was a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a birthday gift to me because Angela got me the uh, the twentieth anniversary edition of Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> it was eleven o'clock at night the night before. We all have characters for the other game, and you're just like eating your French fries at the burger place after like we uh, we we took you out for your birthday, and you're like. Yeah, I think I want to play the vampire game, guys. Oh, well, because everybody's <laughs> like, Billy, which one do you want to choose? We yep. can either play the, the superhero game that, you know, I designed, or we can play this mm-hmm. vampire game. And I'm like, yeah, it, 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 as like, the, as like, I'll play the vampire game. I mean, yeah, that's, oh, no, that's yeah, not that's a dig. Right. And I'll yeah. play vampire if I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a dig, but it, <laughs> it really did make me think, like, before you know we got the new equipment and before we we posted more regularly before we had the blog before we got jobs guys um like you know i don't think that we would have tried to make a group that fit within a certain kind of style our style was incompetent uh hilarity um <laughs> yep. pervy kobolds you will hear this eventually we're just gonna we're gonna talk it up now um but no i think i think that's important to recognize so if you're a part of a podcast or you know stuff like that i think that's gonna change i think that i think that you are going to find a way uh to to mesh better faster more efficiently like some sort of uh geeky uh accent spewing dice rolling voltron and I'll form the dick. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know we have a, a couple of other podcasters who, who listen to us. Uh, so I would love to hear uh, hear from them how, how things have changed for them. Because a lot of them haven't been doing it for as long as, as we have. So they may have more concept of how things are, are already changing for them. Whereas I feel like four years in, we're fairly set in our, our style at this point. You know, We've yeah. been pretty consistent for the last several new games of, of how we... Um, make our characters, which is incompetently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what the thing is. Like, we also know exactly what we we are all looking for. We are we. None of us go, go to a game saying like, I cannot wait to try this system out. Like, mm-hmm. it's never that. It's like, I, okay, what's the setting? The setting's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we want to make a, 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 a very interesting story. So we approach it more like a television show. Sometimes oh, yeah. they're like, I am the I'm the brooding bad guy. <laughs> people question like, maybe he isn't a bad guy. Yeah. I'm the funny man. Yeah. I'm yeah. The, you that's, know. that's where we're much more comfortable. Like. Skewing or messing with the rules for every exactly, single game Exactly, because we... we uh, no, I think... I think it, we, we aren't yeah. the system. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, you no. don't come to us for the system. I wish you could. <laughs> that'd be and the sweet, fact but. The fact that we're doing this for an audience, I think, yes. also, like you said, you know, that, that definitely has changed because now we are more likely to choose characters that we know will be entertaining mm-hmm. over characters that will be capable. Yes. Dave, you said the same thing like a couple of GTRTs ago. Like yeah. We've become a more like entertainment channel than like mm-hmm. just a game Absolutely. review channel. 
Absolutely. And I think part of that is because we can always turn off the mics and be like, okay, next weekend, no mics. Let's just role play. And that's when I play the racist. Yeah. That's yes. when I, yeah. That's, that's, that's you haven't we... stopped playing that character for <laughs> some time, David. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Guys, it's close to Halloween. I can wear this SS officer's uniform as much as I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, a, a, a certain pervy kobold from across the pond <laughs> inquires, what literary world would you most like to game in? So that's an interesting kind of touching point from our last question, really which is want, like, I don't really read. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, uh, picture books count, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, uh, which Dr. Seuss novel? <laughs> go, dog, go. I want to be a dog fucking doing a race. Nice. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just crash until I can. <laughs> nice. I'm going to be hop on pop. Roll damage for pop. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's like air bud, but with like drivers and a lot more lawsuits. <laughs> more lawsuits. Uh, so, air splat. Mm-hmm. How about oh so? Yeah, why are we even pretending, Angela? What? <laughs> hmm, let's see. Let me narrow this down a little bit. One hour later. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one that I mean, I've actually played around with, trying to figure out how could this work as a role playing game, and uh, I've not figured it out yet. But a, another designer that I've spoken to, he keeps claiming that he's working on it, and he hasn't yet. But uh, unless. He has and he hasn't told me. I'll come find you, Brett. Uh, <laughs> but the Hunger Games, I think, would be amazing. Ooh. I want to, so I would love to role play in the Hunger Games. It would have to be some. Uh, my view would be you would have to do something like um, the uh, Last Girl, Final where, Girl, the Final Girl, because Hunger Games, you're all killing each other, right? So Final Girl kind of concept mm-hmm. would work. Now, apropos of Billy's, I don't read the Hunger Games. Now, that's a recreation of the eating contest from Stand by Me. Yes, correct. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I think course. you are yeah. also. It's kind of like that. They took the scene from the Flintstone when they put the giant rib on the <laughs> oh, car and it flips <laughs> over. That's okay. the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd like that one, or then the one fantasy novel in the or series in the entire world that I actually like. It's uh, called Graceling by Kristen Cashore. And it's this really interesting fantasy world where there's a small subsection of the the people who are born with some sort of innate superpower, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. word. Some of them are incredibly useless. Like, hey, I can swim underwater and I never have to breathe. Mm-hmm. Or, That's not useless. <laughs> <laughs> or then there's things like, um, I'm the, bake- the head baker in the king's kitchen. If I smell you, I know exactly the best food that's going to make you feel better. So you come in, you're really sad, and it's like, mm, you need hot cocoa with cinnamon. That's always true. <laughs> <laughs> but you need then, arsenic. What? <laughs> then the, uh, the main character in the, the first book, um, her, her grace, they're, they're called graces, is a killing grace. She can kill you. Like, that's what she does. She goes up to people, and she can just kill you. Uh, so I, I, the, the world is, is really interesting. There's a lot of, uh, in over three books, it's, it's built up a lot. With these, um, like these really corrupt politics, because there's seven kingdoms, and all of the the kings of the kingdoms are evil, terrible people. Uh, and and uh, then there's the the subsection of people with the the powers, and it's really interesting to think what sort of different powers could you have. But then it's also like, well, the main p- couple characters in that book have just like reality breaking powers, so you can't really play them as mm. as PCs. Right. They would just destroy everything. I guess I'll just go out and just say, I, not pop that I, pop. no, not that I really want to watch, but I guess Harry Potter would be fun. But the only Harry Potter, like, MMO, or not MMO, like, RPG that I'd want to play is I'd want to play, like, a class of Hufflepuffs. <laughs> and you guys are in the background trying to solve, like, the, like, Harry Potter's, like, trying to figure out who's, like, turning people to stone and fighting the giant, like, uh, the snake and stuff mm-hmm. like that and trying to fight Voldemort. And ours is, like, us trying to corral, like, a ch- like our uh, teacher, that a student that we actually turn into a chicken. And uh, we don't want to get caught. That sounds like a wonderful idea for a fiasco game. Oh, that would be, like, oh, fiasco Hufflepuff. Uh-huh. That's all. And so you are just this oh, inexperienced. Because I love that, I love that explanation of like you know I'll take the pure I'll take the wise I'll take the brave I'll take whatever left yeah. it's like wow you couldn't have just said and I will take the pure in heart or yeah. the pure in, and it's, it's like nah whatever whatever shit's still on the, on the yeah, stove Hufflepuff yeah. is the white castle of the Harry Potter world <laughs> yeah, exactly so I would I guess I'd want to play a Hufflepuff it's like we all have to but we'd all have to be Hufflepuff. That's that's my only stipulation. I don't really want to play anything other than a Hufflepuff and Harry Potter. It's amazing. But I guess another um, 
don't know. I guess I think that's pretty good. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, honestly, like someone write Dresden. a puff fiasco. Please. Yeah, huh. <laughs> they, they made they already made Dresden. I like zombie move, uh, stories, so I, they've already done plenty of like zombie MMOs. I got really nothing. They've 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 done well with me. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a Young Justice kind of comic uh, style, mm-hmm. though you could easily convert something. But I wouldn't mind a game being like you are young sidekicks slash heroes. Here's your power level, kind of like what um, uh, Rotted Capes does. We're saying like you are B levels, mm-hmm. and you're trying to attain, become better. But right now you're like pretty small. Okay, I wouldn't mind something like that. I guess. Cool. Shrug my shoulders. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously the uh, the gore BDSM novels. Okay. No. No. Seriously. Uh. No, the demonic. Un- no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. Kushiel's legacy. No. No. Uh, no. No. But seriously. Uh. There is a there's a set of books. Uh. The Libriomancer uh, novels, which I uh, friggin' yes, love. Told I, us about that. I've told you guys is that about like those? the World War Two. No. No. <laughs> no. That's that's another one, which is also very good. But I'm not gonna go on it right now because then I'll just start talking about books I like. Um. No. But uh, the Libriomancer novels. Novels are basically, yeah, you know, urban fantasy, and the main conceit is that magic uh, effectively comes from books, uh, mm. and in the sense that literally, you know, magic users. Uh, it was a, a Gutenberg basically discovered, you know, that, that once he invented books, he discovered mm. that uh, books uh, had a sort of magic of their own, and that magic got more powerful by by spreading, by by you know, by spreading and having more uh, people read it, the more people. People that read something, uh, the more strength it gave the things, the concepts in, in that book, mm. and properly trained magicians could then harness that. I'm curious, was that why the SS were like burning books? Like, do they ever bring that up? Just because there's, um, there's been a lot of phases I, there, there where may, it's like yeah, burning books. There may have been stuff. some mention on that. Uh, I don't think it played much of a role in the first book. I'm just but, curious. But yeah, no, no, cool. definitely. Yeah, cool. that, that would be a plot point there. And the point is that, of course, just like different people, different readers have different tastes. Some people like fantasy. Some people like sci-fi. Some people like historical. Some people like encyclopedias mm-hmm. uh well different librimancers you know will specialize in, in certain things uh so they'll specialize in a certain genre of books or even just a specific series and, and know those books better than anybody else and so pull their magic from from those books in the sense of literally you know when they say a knowledge is power well you literally have these guys just like opening up a coat with lots of little pockets inside and just a whole bunch of paperbacks nice you know so they reach in a book and pull like a ray gun if they're like i'm a i'm a sci-fi yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly you 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 go and you find the page and you literally reach in and you pull out a ray gun uh one uh the part of the and a bit of a spoiler here uh but in the first novel there's there's a specific uh Libri- that uh she's all about uh historical books and you know and and specifically uh she's uh, about the history of uh chicago and uh, the whole gangster wars and nice. everything and she kills people by literally opening up a book to the page where it describes a gangland shooting and <laughs> silently bullets just come out because all she pulls out is the bullets in motion. Mm-hmm. So no noise, no smoke, wow. no nothing. Just a hail of bullets comes out and decimates the place. I need to read this book. I would love to be like a noir uh, mancer. Like <laughs> old noir detective flicks. You can just pull out like balls of scotch and fedoras. Just yeah. Or it's like a, we need more shadows. It's like bam! Yeah. We're <laughs> black and white. Yep. All right, we got shadows. So, One problem comes with a saxophone player. <laughs> Damn it, Carl! Yeah. So Damn they're they're Carl. definitely they're very fun. <laughs> you'll get they're that guy. Really you'll fun, get that joke. Yeah, really mm-hmm. fun, really self-aware uh, set of novels uh, with a lot of callbacks to geek culture and, and books in general. And so I highly recommend them. And I think they would be a blast to get to play. That does sound pretty. That fun. sounds very interesting. Uh, me, for me personally, everyone here knows I love love space operas. So I would go for. I'm pretty sure there's an RPG out there for this, but uh, Dune. Dune. Yes. Yeah. Especially. Uh, I always imagine like uh, you guys playing as one of the houses trying to gain power within. So it'd be much more political than my usual games. And basically, you on the planet Arrakis trying to deal with the Muad uh, or the the giant worm or the people of the land, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what the weird thing is? Like, I love sci-fi a lot, but Dune is the only thing that I've not read or watched 
or even I know nothing. I just know the spice will flow is one something. <laughs> mustard like, flow. Yeah, mustard. Yeah, flow. that's the only thing I know about Dune. Yeah, yeah like it, okay. it is. It is uh, like Warhammer for Cape, except not as suppressing. Uh, but basically, like uh, there's a lot of technology, but there's also like some sort of archaic notions about this technology for various reasons. For example, uh, you can't. You, there's lasers, but you can't use them because shield. If you a laser hits a shield, it causes a nuclear detonation. So everyone uses swords when they fight against each other. Mm-hmm. And, so, and basically, the unlike Warhammer 40k, the lack of technology makes sense because there's all these situations where using that technology will cause massive harm on a massive scale. Yeah, basically, the technology has worked itself to a standstill. Essentially, mm-hmm. so now yes. you go back to archaic, um, and that's where you get. Oh, I don't know. The most glorious thing that cinema's ever given us, which is Sting in silver underwear, knife fighting a dude. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I've read Dune, but it's, I'm, I'm saying part of the reason why, for example, there's the uh, navigators for yes. navigating space uh, is because basically really powerful computers are forbidden. Yes. Because they did have them once. They and they took a, over. Yeah. yeah, they created AI and the AI took over. And so now computers are effectively illegal. These powerful computers are effectively illegal. So in order to do the, the mm-hmm. things that power Computers normally do now. You have specially bred and specially modified humans, effectively. Oh, yes. Star, uh, the navigator, well, Battlestar oh. Galactica. The idea, like, why are the why are they still using like cord phones yes. and stuff? Oh, it's yeah. like because that, that you can't hack a cord phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't download exactly. A car. Yeah. <laughs> and like as much as like Warhammer 40k, like in this universe, that sort of thing makes sense. Warhammer 40k, oh. like stop, stop, stop it. Just yeah. Warhammer 40k is just kind of word of God. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No, no, no. If you ask uh, Elon Musk and and Stephen Hawking, uh, that makes sense in this universe as well. <laughs> they, they've been going on about like AI is going to fuck us over real bad. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, look, look it up, people. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's scary. Educate interesting. yourself. Yeah, some of the smartest people on the planet currently are railing against AI. You know, as as much of an AI guy as I normally am, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paying attention. Yep. In that I am, in fact, a robot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of paying attention to them. Also, mostly for uh, inspiration. I usually wear a, uh, Elon Musk in order to smell like the smartest man in <laughs> yeah, the world. That, that is yeah. the best. Isn't that like the best friggin' name ever? Like yeah. literally, you come up with that name for a novel, and, the, and people will tell you like, no, that, that the name's a little bit too over the top. Mm-hmm, no, exactly. that's an actual person's name who, in fact, is pretty much Tony Motherfucking Stark yeah. in real life. Elon Musk, yeah. both a poor name and a real name. Yeah. All right. Um, well, for for my own part, uh, you guys know this is very near and dear to my heart in a literary sense. Um, I would. Develop a role-playing game based around the instructions that come with IKEA furniture. Um, so every time you played, you would argue about whether or not you're interpreting the rules correctly, and there would be no Wikipedia site, there would be no help online. You would always finish the game, and something about it wouldn't fucking work. Um, and you would try over and, you and over. And you all start the game married, and by the end, someone's committed. Absolutely, spouse aside. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 uh, it's. I want to play. It's <laughs> it's a game. Yeah, it's a game that that ruins friendships and ends true loves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's a long, uh, terrible uh, trail filled uh, uh, road back to back to redemption as you return the game and ask for another copy of it and try again. Um, so where this game is missing page two ninety eight. So why is there still a peg left? <laughs> We're done with the fucking game. Why is there still this fucking peg character? <laughs> and then the Hufflepuffs stumble in and find out <laughs> that it's part of a, a Muggle conspiracy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So uh, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, um, there is one last question. Um, <clears throat> From a pervy cobalt, um, constructed from Ikea, I'm sure. Uh, and the, the question goes thus. Have you guys ever had a game that on a theoretical or lore level you've loved, but have never been able to run properly? Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that, that's it. The, uh, the, the cobalt in question uh, gives an example uh, of the game that uh, they, they ran unsuccessfully, but I don't want to... I don't want to call out their incompetence in, in storytelling, you guys. I think that's mean to a pervy kobold. <laughs> They're so small. They deserve respect, too. They do. They do. Especially if three of them get on each other's shoulders and throw on an overcoat and try <laughs> and, to buy And go to foods. a playground and sell candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Remember, kids. these are pervy kobolds, not normal kobolds. Yeah, ex- yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Windowless vans hanging out by the playground. You know, yeah, okay. They're the 20-year-olds hanging out with the high schoolers. And it's not weird. <laughs> it's, it's not weird. Whatever. They're friends with my sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, three 
three years different doesn't make sense. They're legal. Yeah. You know, my dad is like twenty eight. My dad was like twenty eight when he married my mom, who was like twenty one, and they're still in love. Yeah, that's 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 fine. So that's fine. fourteen and twenty one is <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> Fourteen and twenty-one. That would be the name of my uh, IKEA furniture uh, role-playing <laughs> yeah. game. Fourteen and twenty-one. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess we. I mean, unfortunately, like I love rotted capes. That's a great one. And we're just slow. It is real. Feels like we are slowly grinding towards understanding it, as you guys hear. But I really love the setting. And like I said, I love the fact that you guys. It does. It is built in that you are not badasses. Mm-hmm. It's just. Slowly but surely. Another one I would say has to be um, part-time gods. We really like that setting, yeah. but um, yeah. just I know we're actually talking about going back to it um, mm-hmm. and seeing if if we. I, I know they released some new rules, a new addition, and uh, we might go back to that and give that another try because we really like the idea. It's just. Um, we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. reading is hard. Yeah. And uh, I hear it's fundamental, but I don't believe it. There yeah. are there are just certain because of what we do, there are just certain games that if we don't if we don't jive with or or, or get it effectively, if we don't grok it, um, like within the first couple of weeks that we play it, then like we we, we just might not grasp it until we return to it and i think part-time gods offers a narrative that we all really like which is like it's a mixture of the superhero but also of the mundane aspect of being a normal person it's kind it kind of reminds me of uh games like demon where like you've got to balance these two things and so um so it becomes a fun juggling uh act but what i I, what i think about what these get what, what what gets us to like a game is usually um let's okay let's take uh war warhammer 40k Compl- very cra- <laughs> well because it's like this it's very complicated let's take it yeah well well it's it's very complicated but essence and in, in all essence it is a percentile role mm-hmm. it, of course it later on and which is why we were able to keep up with it was because even if we didn't know what the fuck to do percentile role yes so, but when he goes to these other games it's a little bit more complicated it's like okay for doing a non you know a non-combat action it's this but doing a combat action it's this okay we're trying to do spells now it's a completely different area i think that's what gets us when we find things uh, that are uh, our group seems to find things that are easy when it's just one thing to understand hex okay take your skill take your uh, your item and take your stat roll it want to fight take your weapon take your stat take your uh skill roll it it's not that big of a difference and i think when people start asking saying like okay roll this this for this or this this for this what if you're gonna do this you have to roll this it gets a little complicated for us yeah that's why i think we did an admirable job trying to give pathfinder a fair shake um Mm -hmm. but but it's just that's just not that's not our jam i you know i personally would say a lot of the um old school games for me Dungeons dragons pathfinder um uh, oh, um, system-wise, I you know, uh, uh, riffs. I fucking love riffs. I love riffs. I love Nightbane. I love all kinds of stuff that Palladium comes out with. But god damn it, that character creation system. I'm still making a character that I started at 16. It's a rogue vagabond. Uh, some of you guys will get that joke. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would say that 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 games like riffs, like I love um, I love the everything is is possible narrative where all worlds exist um and i i feel like uh, but but the system itself is just is just too much crunch that's why i think i really took to the strange which is effectively kind of the same idea all things are possible but the crunch is much more minimized Mm -hmm. um and uh and also games like um not call of the computer what's it uh in 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 uh, 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 no, where there's a giant computer that controls. Oh, oh paranoia. paranoia! Paranoia! Yes, yeah, paranoia. I really want to play paranoia. Yes, with yes, you guys. P.S. Definitely, we need. We all need yes. to play paranoia. Yeah, we need to play paranoia. Yeah. It is hilarious. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Um, but we just haven't had a chance to to play it. Uh, I, I can't, you know, attest to the 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 system whatsoever. But that's a that's a fucking narrative that I just love because it's already comedy based. Yep. So then we, it's basically like a playground. You don't have to sweat what kind of character you're playing because they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what they give you like 10 of them to start with. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? No, I think what's 
what needs to be said needs to be yep. said. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah. always throw in the obligatory uh, bash uh, right. at, at Dungeon World, but I'm okay with not playing that because it's fantasy. So <laughs> good job, yeah, that was, not actually, being able to play. Yeah, that, that was a game that was freedom. That was yeah. way too much. Like it's like going to a hit. No, like, it's like, like, my, my problem with Dungeon World was actually completely opposite. It wasn't too much freedom. It was just not enough freedom. It's literally mm-hmm. if my character sheet doesn't specifically say it, then I can't do it. Yeah. Is Dungeon oh, up to up to like, like stuff like can I open a door? I don't know. Is it on my character <laughs> sheet? Does it say opening doors is one of my wow. abilities? No, it's not on my character sheet. I guess I can't I, fucking oh, open the door. Well, I guess I guess you Here do make go. a I, you know I think I guess <laughs> you, you asked me this, David. You asked me. No, no, no. I think you do make a point uh, where it it was so free that it but it had so much. It's like you could do so much, but they had rules on everything. So it was. Too many times, like, are you saying it was Nazi hippie? It was, it, it delved into that. Like, I don't know. Like, and then you know what? The, the thing that really made me hate Dungeon World is the fans of Dungeon World. Because when I was like, when I was trying to find out questions, like, okay, guys, what's the problem? Like, someone's like, hey, I don't understand this problem. And someone's like, well, maybe if you read like the three other like posts that when we answer this question, you know, it's like, Okay, listen, you should not have to have to go to websites to understand your fucking game, assholes. I yeah. will say this, though. The Warhammer 40K, um, the, the Warhammer 40K community, we've been playing that game forever. I've visited many Wicca sites and sites. They are so fucking helpful. Yeah, they, are, they, are. they really, I mean, like, I really. They recognize that their game is a train wreck. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I'm sorry, community. I'm sorry, gamers. But I really did not expect the level of uh, sophistication <laughs> and civility that I got while just while just like throwing out questions that I knew you know you could totally trample me on. Fans are the fans of Warhammer Great are really into the fluff and they love explaining the fluff to whoever no, will listen. Shit. So at the end of the day, I think what we're saying is we hate Dungeon World because of you, <laughs> and, we, and we actually tolerate Warhammer because of you. you. <laughs> I will say though that I. Uh, having played a little bit more in uh, various Powered by the Apocalypse games, mm-hmm. that I want to try an Apocalypse world, or at least a, a Powered by a, uh, the Apocalypse game uh, in, in 2015. Um, recently I unearthed Give the list... <laughs> I unlist... Uh, I, I uh, unveiled... Un- dug up the list that we made last year of what we wanted to play in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done pretty well. I, I think we'll, there will be a blog post on it uh, closer to the end of the year, listeners. Full of gifts. Um, yes. There's <laughs> so always gifts. gifts. Yep. Um, and I, I want to do the same thing for 2015. And there's a couple of, of possible uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games I want to put on there. Um, Apocalypse World, of course. Um, there's also just about to be a Kickstarter for Night Witches. Um, which is the game of playing World War II Russian women fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. That I, I, it's the game that I played at uh, at Origins when we were in Games on Demand, and everyone looked at that. It's like, yeah, Angela, go play that. Okay, we'll, yeah. We'll I find something say, else. Yeah. You said Night Witches. I curveball. You totally got me on that one. <laughs> so I, I think that there's a lot of... Uh, there, there are so many fans of Powered by the Apocalypse games. They're not all wrong. Just the Dungeon World fans. <laughs> <Just wrong. laughs> They're not all wrong. I would say, I, oh God, Dungeon World. What 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 do I say about you? Um, <laughs> that oh no, that's it. St- guys, written on top of a, a bathroom stall at a rest stop. <laughs> 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 yeah, for a good time, call yeah. Dungeon World. Like, no, no. GM Dungeon World was just. I, I thought it would be easy. I thought like you can do whatever you want, but it's just it was just frustrating to play to yeah. GM for you yeah. guys. Honestly. I think Dungeon World is one of those monsters you would see in Supernatural that is different for everyone who looks at it. Because <laughs> oh you're God. Billy, you're describing a brunette, and Daniel is saying no, she was a blonde. <laughs> I hate blondes. <laughs> so yeah, I think Dungeon and World. And then we is... call it a bitch and we stab it in the back because we really are all Dean Winchester. Because at the end of the day, well, because they're supernatural. Women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so so uh, Dun- uh, Dungeon World, you've been put on notice where. where we're, we're coming for you to stab you in the back. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you uh, did it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I still think that when we start going to cons and stuff, though, that we, I'm, I'm going to subject myself to Dungeon World intentionally. It's just gonna, I'm going to keep doing it okay. and doing it until I can understand. Actually, I do have one regret about not going back to Dungeon World. I did like the story I was trying to make up for it. Sad. That's a story. Story. I know. I know. You didn't hear it over the screaming you guys were having, it, but there was a story. <laughs> I just remember yeah. there were killer unicorns. And yeah, I that was fun. That. And I remember that. I believe Drew that was, was our idea. Over though. fucking <laughs> power. Like <laughs> I, my, Drew my was ability. Amazing. My ability was I had a large hammer. What does large do? Look up huge. <laughs> Look up large. <laughs> yeah, it was like I seriously got angry because the book made me do that one thing where you say like you like you're a putz. Turn this thing around. You're a putz. Turn this. Yeah. How do you keep an idiot entertained? See other side. No, but remember it was big as well. So yeah. I did something. Yeah, yeah. I will say I, we do owe Dungeon World a debt of gratitude for originating the 
I give up. I want to play a bard. Yeah, true. Yes. true. Oh, and also Jinjins. That's where we got Jinjins. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Jinjins, so, the most delicious so, of mounts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, it did help with the burnout because I think it gave us an early burnout so it didn't really break us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I think it gave us mega burnout. <laughs> God, yeah. I was so angry like after a, that game. Like a goddamn piece of, uh, like a comet entering the atmosphere. <laughs> um, it was a, it was heralded. We're going to get comets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, please. that's Bring kind em. of the point. Yes. Bring yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm not so. above clickbait. Hence my gift posts. None. Okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, just one to wrap weird up trick to, under- to play Dungeon World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Dungeon World fears him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn his one trick. Uh, yeah. So, guys, because we talked about Dungeon World, I don't want to end on a sour note. What are you going to play or do in order to cleanse the palate, uh, Dungeon World, from your palate? I'll start. I'm going to play the Rockstar game Bully, which uh, I just got my Xbox fixed. So I bought it years and years ago, never played it. And so I'm going to play a 15-year-old um, Irish kid who starts fights with jocks for hours upon hours. And I hear there's a plot. I don't give shits, Rockstar. <laughs> don't give me what is the equivalent of crack-filled rock candy and then ask me to go to this goddamn vegetable bar. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to try out, I just bought it, a, a Divinity Original Sin, which is just traditional computer role-playing game on a computer with me controlling a party, bashing undead skulls. Nice. Love it. Dan? Uh, drugs. Just drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's, that's just... It's that's a classic cool. of game. It's a classic of game. The gaming classic. <laughs> DNA, man. Uh, DNA. Honestly, I might go... Uh, I, I need to finish The Last of Us. I don't know why. I, it's a, I play a game and I was like, oh, that was so fantastic. I'm going to put it down for three more months. You know, like yeah. I've, I have not gotten far on that. But I also want to try... I really want to give it a try. Skyrim. Like, I, I bought yes. Skyrim. I bought the like the anniversary edition of like... We will never things. see you again. Yes. And I, I played it like eight times and I'm like, this sucks. I'm done. Fuck you, Giants. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just don't care. <laughs> All right. All right. First of all, rule one of Skyrim, avoid the Giants. Once you're good don't with that fuck rule. Them. Okay, <laughs> by the way, like, worst idea ever. It's like, follow this path. You get your, like, starter weapon. And then it's like giant country. I'm like, oh, there's a giant. No one would put a giant in front of like, a... And, <laughs> and then like, the, no. you, you keep thinking, oh, they're pretty big. Because they're off in the distance. keep getting closer. And they just keep getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was a, a giant you, baby. I was until you realize they're literally tossing a mammoth yeah. between them. Like, Wee! Yeah, my favorite, though, is when a giant looks at you. It just looks at you like... Dude, come on. I just work here. Man, yeah. don't make me crush you. Yeah. Don't. No, the, the best part is with the first time they kick you into the sky. Mm-hmm. Which is... <laughs> Oh yeah, Angela seems interesting. Um, I am going to rewatch Sleepy Hollow because it's the best thing on TV. Okay. Uh, wow, mm. that's a shining endorsement of which I do not support. Mm. Um, you are wrong. You don't okay. like it? I think it's got its ups and its downs. <laughs> you um. are down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we can argue about right. this later. We can record that, and then Patreon subscribers <laughs> for fifteen dollars or more, you can listen That'd to be amazing. Angela. Of- Verbally eviscerate me, and then I will just keep taking hits from the goblet of scotch <laughs> as my only. It is my sword and my shield and my tartan. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to Fanable.com Geeky Topics Roundtable Discussion. Uh, if you like what you hear, you might like more of what you can hear on Fandible.com. We've got more geeky topic roundtables as well as live role playing podcasts, and perhaps you're a reader. Not like me, but perhaps you're a reader. And then you can go over to the Fanda blog where we tirelessly write things every week without fail. Everyone who needs to always comes through. And in no way are they kind of self-flagellating by mentioning this. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, we've got, uh, we've got the Fanda blog. We've got the Fanda, uh, the, the, I'm sorry? Fandicade. Fandicade, thank you. Um, I was going to say Fandicades. Um, we've got the Fandicade where we've got uh, Horatio's story made by our young William here. And we've got Fandible 2048 made by young Jesus. Um, and also, don't forget we also have a fan art section. So if you ever want to make yeah. some Fandible art of us, our characters, or me and David laying naked on a 
I don't know, a pool table. Oh, the horror, scotch. The Wonder Woman Metropolis theme stuff. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By all means, send us exactly. it. We'd love to post it. We'd I also would, uh, cheer and thank you. I would say we lay naked on, uh, in our games more on like Brontosauri um, or... <laughs> and uh, I just saw a picture of uh, a naked Jack and a naked uh, Zap. Uh, Zap on a, like a Triceratops. Just... Well, no, if Zap is there, you're not naked. You've lost your skin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Zap laying on a skin rug Jack. A Jack skin rug. Oh my God, yeah. Kind of like sensuously looking at the camera with a glass of wine in his hands, <laughs> exactly. and there's a tastefully placed potted plant where you know his zap would be. Um, so <laughs> that's where his style You're giving people go. ideas. That is how I am referring to penises from now. On. <laughs> God. Um, okay. Uh, also, uh, if uh, if you're so inclined. We have a Patreon account so that you, uh, the nice listeners, can donate to uh, us. I'm sorry, the nice pervy kobolds. Nice mm-hmm. pervy kobolds can donate your hard-earned or stolen golds. Uh, and we do accept stolen, so if your parents are that, to steal their credit card. <laughs> yeah, exactly, especially if it's like a gold card, like a MasterCard or they something. They notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Don't so, do that, please. Uh, so, do it, so, uh, do it please. now. Please uh, don't uh, consider donating some money to our Patreon. It helps us keep doing what we're doing and keep the lights on, keeps the website going, and ideally, future uh, in the future, we will uh, have uh, enough support so that we can do things like we can meet you lovely kobolds at uh, conventions, or we can do uh, special uh, video podcasts um, or uh, recordings. Uh, so please consider that. If the longevity or the commitment is not your thing, I totally understand ladies uh then uh, we also have a paypal account where you can just kind of you know slide us a little something something and see see how it feels and uh then if you want to become patreon or just whatever whenever you have 200 bucks burning a hole in your pocket you paypal us and that's fantastic (laughs) hopefully by the time that you hear this we will be feverishly working on a portal to amazon.com that will uh, allow you to listen about the games that we uh, so fervently support like dungeon world and then go purchase them through that account and that puts a couple shekels in our pockets and allows you to acquire what you want from amazon with no additional fee um aside from that uh why don't you post something in our comments section? That would be really awesome. Start the conversation going. Or if you're so inclined, give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you found us. Um, finally, I guess we're going to... Why don't we uh, end with a question to the nice listeners so that we can uh, get them riled up. I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, if Dungeon World was going to have a hit called out on it, what game system would you hire to kill it? <laughs> oh, I like that one. I knew you'd like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody yeah. else? No, no? That, that's a good I, enough question. Yeah, that's a good enough question, yeah. Okay, then, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Fanable.com Role Playing Podcast, I am Dave. You can find me online at, at Distractionista on Twitter. Okay, this is Jesus. You can find me at, at Arvandis on Twitter. This is Daniel. You can find me at, at Katsushiro on Twitter. Warning, not safe for work. Hmm. Uh, you can, this is Billy. You can find me at The Mindful Fool on the Twitter. <laughs> this is Angela. I am on Twitter at Angela Craft. So and you can you find me idea. on Grinder. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Fandible.com, live role-playing podcast, thank you very much for listening, and good night. Say good night, Dungeon World! <laughs> Take your grave! <laughs> <laughs>